Yeah, yeah. Shit. Y'all know what time it is, man. It's your man, John A. Shows, host of that LCP that. What? what? Brand new LCP. Yes, sir. Now, I got a bone to pick with some of you guys, man. Now, last night on IG, I posted something in my Instagram stories, and I said, let me let me get the shit pulled up. Like I said, I, I waste no time when I start these fucking episodes, man. Now, the question was, I said, is it shallow if a man sees a woman without makeup for the first time after the third date and he decides that he no longer wants a relationship? I said, is he shallow? 31% of women said, yes, he's shallow. 69% said no. So I want to clap it up for those 69%. But now to those 31% who said yes. So you're saying that if a man sees you without, because now before we get there, we know, like seeing somebody without makeup, without the Instagram filters, it's normally a huge change from how they normally look. Now, I just covered this in a past episode about two weeks back entitled Unfiltered and Unbothered, where I had Queen E on, and we spoke about the use of filters and how the use of makeup can drastically change a woman's appearance. So, and I can admit to this, so let me speak for myself. I've seen women, and going back to college, like I've been on a date with a woman before and they had makeup on. And then I finally seen them without the makeup. And I'm like, oh shit, is this the same person? This cannot be. Because the makeup, it covers, it it just it masks so many flaws. Now I'm not saying that a woman shouldn't want to feel pretty. A, wo- a woman shouldn't want to feel, you know, loved and desirable. But how someone looks in their natural state matters. It matters. Like, how many times have we heard women say, oh, yo, if, if I take him home and he got a small dick, I'm gone. Oh, the nigga, oh, his face, oh, oh, his, he got some dirty hands. I, I can't fuck with a nigga with no dirty hands. Oh, his feet fucked up. Like, women have so much to say and are allowed the right to leave a man based off of physical attraction or things that they aren't attracted to physically. But if a man is not attracted to a woman's entire fucking face and he decides, you know what? Like, I seen her at her natural state. It's not for me. I think I'm going to go ahead and head out. Then he's shallow for that? Boo. Boo, you bitch. That's a fucking boo, man. So, matter of fact, before I dive into some shit, man, because we got some topics lined up today, man. Um, I also asked a question about two days ago about if a man has a sex toy, you know, is that a red flag? And about 90% of women who replied to it on IG, my IG for the podcast is Lunchroom Chatterpod. About 90% of the women who replied on Instagram said that if a man has a sex toy, it's a major red flag. Somebody said he's weird. Somebody said oh, he might be gay. Like, What? This woman out here with 95 fucking sex toys in they fucking drawer. Like, what the fuck y'all got now? Y'all got the rose, y'all got the rabbit, all this fucking shit, the big-ass chocolate dildos that y'all use to fuck yourselves with. But if a man got one masturbation sex toy, he's gay. So as a man, we just got to take our hand and jerk the fuck off looking at the ceiling. But women get to have all the kinds of, you know, extracurricular pleasures to pleasure themselves. But as a man, we got to sit and look at Pornhub on our fucking phone and jerk our dick in our fucking head. It's some bullshit. Like I said, man, since starting the podcast, it's made me more open. Like with the conversation I've been having on on here with friends, with um 
my homegirl Nicole from Nicole's Little Black Box. You guys can follow her on IG. That is Nicole's Little Black Box. She sells sex toys for men and women as a way to, sp- to spice up your sex life if you are in a relationship or even spice up your, your, your individual sex life if that's what you choose to do. But before we dive into the shit, man, I want to play a song. Again, same thing from last week from my guy Oswin Benjamin. This song is called Cabernet. It's featuring Anthony Flamia. And I, I, I believe it goes right with this with the topics to start this episode, man. Like, I gotta love you when I look at you. I wanna look at you and feel like, damn, she's fine in her natural state. Like, I don't wanna only be attracted to you if you have makeup on. Because that's not the real you. I know you think it is now. And I know Instagram and social media has taught people that how someone looks with makeup or heavily filtered, that that's how they naturally look. And it's not. And again, man, you guys out there, man, who stay supporting the podcast, who stay reposting, who stay resharing the podcast, because that is, that's probably the most important thing to do, man. Like as an indie podcaster, I don't have a major network behind me, so all the podcast growth, the only way to keep these episodes coming is to share the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you are the most, because it's important. Like the same way you motherfuckers repost, um, not Beyonce, Rihanna's fucking pregnancy fucking belly every fucking week. She ain't doing shit for y'all. She don't give a fuck about y'all. I'm not saying don't support Rihanna, but every time Rihanna posts a picture of her fucking belly, I see it reposted 90 fucking times per hour. Like, come on, man. Like, and and let's keep it, let's keep it real right now. Now, somebody told me, Two weeks ago. Yeah, you know, the only reason why I repost Rihanna's belly is because I love the fashion. Most of those outfits are fucking ugly. We're going to call a spade a spade. Most of those outfits that Rihanna wear showing her pregnant belly, they fucking ugly. If it was a regular fucking girl from Walmart wearing those same fucking outfits, y'all would say, ew, them shits are fucking ugly. Like she got on a fucking fur bubble coat with sweat. It's just the outfit look fucking stupid. It'd be a yellow hat with fucking red t-shirt and fucking purple jeans. And oh my God, the fashion is so, oh, I love it. Boo. Half of them outfits she fucking wearing is ugly, man. It's like when they fucking had Kanye West a couple years back. He was selling fucking, fucking t-shirts with holes in it and they was cut out. They looked like a homeless man t-shirt. Oh my God. Oh, his fashion knowledge. It's a, them shits are ugly. And I hate when celebrities can wear any fucking thing. And because they have a high status, they are of a a massive, you know, iconic status that magically what would be seen as ugly if me or you wore it now becomes, oh, that's the best thing ever. Fuck that. I love Rihanna, man. But most of those outfits she wearing are fucking ugly. Let's call a spade a spade, man. I'm sorry. I know some of you guys are going to say I'm hating, but... I mean, this is that. Brand new LCP. And we come on here, man. We keep it honest. We speak facts and we say how we feel. I don't give a fuck about if you guys agree or not. But uh, but as always, man, you guys can support the podcast. Just repost, reshare. It's free. My cash app is dollar sign NYC story 718. You guys can click the link in any podcast episode description. You guys can send a voicemail for free. You guys can support the podcast 
for as low as 99 cents a month. Everything I do is for you guys, man. I make these episodes for free. I try to keep the sound quality A1 so you can listen and feel as if you're listening to a professional podcast. Like, I don't want you guys to tune in. Like, you guys are hearing fucking static and shit. I try to keep the podcast, the sounds A1 with the sound bites, everything on cue, everything, you know, connected to where... Everything is just meshing, man. But again, let's dive into my song by my guy Osmond Benjamin. This song is called Cabernet. This is off his project that dropped two years ago. Joy comes in the morning. This is featuring Anthony Flamia. saying i want to wake up to you tomorrow morning now when i wake up to you in the morning i want you to look good i want you to look attractive i want you to because like when you lay next to somebody right and you wake up in the morning the first thing you're gonna see when you turn around is their natural face now if you went to bed with makeup on you got up you wiped your makeup off and now you lay down you go into sleep and now in the morning i wake up and i turn around and i'm like who the fuck is this next to me then it's not you. I want to be a, able to feel like I'm attracted to the person I'm laying down with. So all I'm going to say, man, that's how we're going to leave it. Make it easy for me to put 
pride on the line, but I ain't lying. Set a home for your wine glass, oh. I'm watching time pass with your fine ass, ooh My thoughts stuck at an intersection, love Cocoons break in my midsection, love But if I could look at you, my look at I I know that you the shit despite the bullshit in the lives Tonight we ain't worried about no bills or the weight you gain The way your boss ain't been putting respect on your name That this is in the thing that gets you tight and weighed And we gon' order and what's like finish what's on my plate I'm nasty, yeah, you like that Tell me everything you like and we gon' try that Pineapple stew, you don't say you for it. I am my fault, I be playing too much. Love, alright. All due respect, we ain't gotta go out tonight. Sting in the nest. We can chill and see what flicks is on the net. The Wi Fi don't work, my hot spot is on deck. See, we ain't never gotta leave. We can remix Lumi D while I speak your body language fluently. True. One more time, man. That's my guy, Oswin Benjamin, featuring Anthony Familia. That was Cabernet off his project from 2020 entitled Joy Comes in the Morning. Now, I want to speak about men's joy because, like I said, man, when I asked the question on, um, on IG about is it a red flag if a man has, you know, an unorthodox male sex toy? Like, I was expecting, and again, this is probably my fault for even having the wrong assumption. I was expecting women to say, you know, that'd be great because as women, we have so many sex toys. So why does it matter if men have, you know, any type of sex toy to use during masturbation? And, you know, just when I got the replies back and I was like, whoa, 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 like these responses are not going the way I thought they'll go. Then I had to take a step back and kind of regroup my mind. And I was like, you know what? Instead of me assuming, I hit up my homegirl, Nicole, from Nicole's Little Black Box. And, you know, um, I had her on the podcast, shit, about four to five months ago. It was an episode, you guys can scroll back, entitled What Men Want. And she came on there talking about how she sold a lot of different sex, um, sex toys for men. She had the strokers that was like shaped like a full-fledged vagina. And how she encouraged it for men to actually increase their individual, their solo sex life, their masturbation, as opposed to just sitting down on the fucking edge of the bed jerking off or wherever the fuck you jerk off at. I don't know. And I just thought it was amazing information. And talking to people like that and having conversations with people who are open-minded, it just made me more open-minded towards trying new things. Now, do I have a sex toy? No. But... You know, would I be against it? I probably wouldn't. But it's something that I'm going to have to grow into because of the perception with male sex toys. Because the responses I got was how I felt growing up, you know, just from a naive standpoint. But as I got older and I began to have conversations with more mature people, grown women, grown men, that's when I started to realize that it was okay. And a lot of men have sex toys, but they just don't openly come out and admit it especially black men because of that common perception, that common fear now of being judged. So I went out and as always, man, I, I love to find content that relates to what I'm talking about. And I hit this woman up on, um, on Instagram and, you know, I, 
I don't know if she's even active anymore because I tried to hit her up and get her to come on the podcast. You know, she has a, it's a small YouTube page entitled Stuff of Love. She has um, 744 subscribers, but I was listening to some of her content and it came off as amazing to me. Like a lot of the content, it was relatable. Now her name is um, Dr. Lori Buckley. She is a licensed psychologist, certified life coach, and a certified sex therapist. She says, um, for over two decades, I've been helping people improve their lives, transform and enhance their relationships and improve their sex lives. So I want to clap it at one, one time. Now, the video I'm about to play, it says sex toys for male masturbation can be used for pleasure and for education and to learn more reliable erections and learn how to last longer in bed. Ladies, ain't that what you want? Don't you want your man to pound you out for 90 minutes? Like, like he pounding you out? Like, come on, man. Sometimes you got to take the practice. Like, ladies, y'all got the Kegel shits and all the other shits y'all can do to kind of, you know, improve your shit before your man even comes over. So if a man want to get a sex toy to improve his sex life, you know, just practice and shit. Come on, man. But I want to play the video. This video is about 10 minutes long. I might stop it, you know, every now and then to kind of interject or give my opinion. But I just want these podcasts to be informative, full of real topics and real you know, real information that you guys can learn about. Because if I come on here and I'm not being open, I'm not being honest, I'm not giving you guys real content, real information, you know, so you guys can listen like, oh, shit, I agree. Or even if you don't agree, at least if I could on this podcast, if I can spark the, you know, the light bulb in your head to at least do the research or, you know, have a different mindset or be more open Towards different people Then I feel like I'm doing my job Over here at the Brand new LCP Because when you're closed minded When you believe that The only way People should live Is how I live Then you block out The other fun in the world And how The world is so much bigger Than how you think And I had to realize that Because I don't do something Don't mean it's not cool For somebody else to do It's just not for me But I it don't mean I should knock what somebody else is doing simply because I don't do it. But let's dive into this video, man. Again, this, this video is from Dr. Lori Buckley. She's the licensed psychologist, certified life coach, and the certified sex therapist. In, in this video, she spoke about recommended sex toys for male masturbation <laughs> and skill building. Build them skills. Ha <laughs> ha. Lori Buckley and the sex therapist. What would you think if I told you that there were some sex toys that you could use to not only experience some amazing sexual pleasure, but also to become a better lover? Well, I'm going to be talking about that in this video. Are you subscribed to my video channel yet? If not, please hit that subscribe button right now. And while you're at it, give this video a like, and I would appreciate that very much. Now, the sex toys I'm going to be talking today are three specific masturbation sleeves all by Tanga. I'm gonna show you how to use them, but I do want to talk about why you wanna use them. So the obvious answer is maybe you don't have a partner and you know, you wanna mix it up a little bit or spice it up a little bit. Masturbation sleeves are great for that. These are also great toys to add to your partner sex to make it kind of exciting. It could be foreplay, but it could also just be sex play. In other words, you don't maybe feel like having sex, but you wanna get your partner off or give them some pleasure. 
masturbation sleeves are a great way to do that. Now, what I love about all of these masturbation sleeves is they are all disposable. They're great for travel and they're also just really easy. You don't have to have any lubricant. They are pre-lubed and you don't have to worry about making a mess because when you're done with it, you just put the cap back on and you throw it away. So it's really nice and convenient. And while there are some really great masturbation sleeves that you can use over and over again, you know, you have to have some lube, you have to make sure you clean them really well and that you dry them really well. And those are great too, they're more expensive. These are much more affordable. I wanna pause real quick, cause that's my issue too. And um, the reason as to why I've always been hesitant towards getting a, a fleshlight, a sex toy is because the cleaning. Because every time you use it, it's going to get dirty because you go nut in it. <laughs> every time you use a male sex toy, you know, to masturbate, <laughs> the shit going to get dirty once you ejaculate inside the sex toy. Now, I, um, I read a comment yesterday on YouTube um, when I was watching this video. And the guy said, he said some shit. Damn, I, I, I should have screenshot the comment. He said something like, Yo, like, why do every time I use my sex toy now, it's sticky? And the person commented, they said, you're probably not cleaning your sex toy out right. And that's my issue because, like, when you have sex with a woman, you know, and you come into the condom or you ejaculate inside her, if, if that's your, your main, if that's your girl or your wife, I, w- I would hope so. And, you know, the cleaning out is her problem. She go in the bathroom, she pees, she go wash. Like, that's her problem. But when you have a male sex toy and now you ejaculate inside your sex toy, it's your job to clean the toy. And that's always been my issue because after I come, I want to lay the fuck down. I don't want to ejaculate and now I got to go in the bathroom with soap and and wash out my pussy. I don't want to have to do that. I want that to be her job. And I think that's probably my laziness as opposed to why I haven't had a male sex toy because... Of the cleaning I don't want to ejaculate And then I got to go in the bathroom And clean my own cum out the toy That That's my issue Not saying it's wrong But come on bro I don't want to invest that much time In my sex toy Where I got to clean it Like I'm wiping my Like I'm wiping my fucking ass I don't want to have to do that But let's dive back in Oh and you know if you again just want to travel you want something nice and easy and again there's a variety so you can have a different kind of an experience let's talk about how you can use this to become a better lover now there are many men who struggle with performance anxiety Mm. they worry about a lot of things (laughs) they get in their head and they worry about pleasing their partner They worry about getting an erection. They worry about keeping an erection. Mm. They worry about coming or not coming. And And when you have performance anxiety, when you haven't sex with somebody who you think you're attracted to, and like you're in your own head as she's set, and you're thinking about, oh, I got to please her. Oh, I got to make her come. That's when you just, you get, your anxiety goes up. And now with your anxiety going up, now you're going nut quick. Like shit, because you just, you already anxious as opposed to just, having a calm mindset, focusing on pleasing her. But when you get too much in your own head, that's when you, you nut quick and she going to get mad. She ain't going to call you black ass no more. Let's call the spade a spade. Now <laughs> I take that back. Sometimes she might call you again to see if you could come quick. The second time, if you come quick, the second time, nigga, you're gone, bitch. All of that pressure, all of that anxiety, all of those things that are going on in your head, actually negatively impact 
your erections, your pleasure, and also your partner sex. And so there are ways that you can train yourself, kind of rewire your brain and your penis. Brand new LCP. Much more, and I mean much more pleasurable, satisfying sex, and you're gonna feel good about it. Sexual confidence is something that can get knocked down really quickly when you're struggling with an erection or you're focusing on not coming. And these are common things that get in the way of enjoyable partner sex. So I am going to say, even though you're masturbating, and I know a lot of men kind of look at me side-eyed when I tell them I don't want them to watch porn, and it's not that I'm against porn, but if you want to learn to be a better lover, one of the best things you can do is turn the porn off, get out of your head and in your body. And this is a great way to do it. Basically, it's making love with yourself and focusing on your pleasure and not focusing on any kind of outcome or goal. As a matter of fact, you want to stay in an aroused state as long as you can and not come, but you're not going to try not to come. You're just going to be in the moment and really experience what happens in your body because sex is not just about your penis. And while these are on your penis, you can take that pleasure and you can experience pleasure within your whole body and really become aware. Take some nice deep breaths. Instead of just like pumping really quickly and trying to ejaculate, go nice and slow. Nice, slow, long strokes. Nice, deep breaths. These are things you can do. When you feel like you're gonna come, you can stop. You can squeeze your PC muscles really tightly, or you can relax them. You can change the way that you're breathing. There's a lot of things you can do. But when you get really good at making love to yourself, it's going to be much more satisfying for you and your partner when you have partner sex. So that's something that I really encourage you to do when you're using these toys. Look, if you wanna just get off and have a good time, nothing wrong with that, but there are some opportunities here and ways that you can use these toys really to become a better lover. And I encourage you to give it a try. You've got nothing to lose and you have so much to gain to really become the master of your penis and really understand what happens in our body to fully experience as much pleasure as you can without focusing on coming or fantasies or porn. Like really, don't even do that. Just focus on how great it feels. And if at some point you would decide that you do want to ejaculate and you want to go into a fantasy, there's nothing wrong with that. But wait, take your time and see how pleasurable it can be and explore different ways that you can experience different kinds of pleasure. So let's talk about some of these toys. So I'm gonna talk about this one first. This is the original vacuum cup. So all you need to do is at the bottom here, you just open this and the plastic comes off just like that. And let me pause it real quick. Off. Hold on, hold on. See, there's some. So to be honest, like she pretty much summed up everything I wanted her to say, because like, did you hear everything that, that um she just explained? That was about how these male masturbation sex toys can help improve your sex life because it's actually a benefit for your man to use them because him using it and him actually taking the time to just focus on 
you know, holding his arousal or not coming, that actually leads to better sex for you. Now, I don't know if some of you guys would just prefer for him to go fuck somebody else and get better that way, as opposed to just him using a sex toy and him only physically, you know, being intimate with you. Because, for example, okay, say, for example, you guys are you guys are in a relationship and you go somewhere for two weeks and now for two weeks you want him to have no sex to not do nothing to just jerk off like he's fucking 15 no as a grown man he may want that same vagina feel that same vagina experience but he loves you and now he wants to be committed to you and not cheat so he goes out gets a male sex toy as a way to still somehow feel as if the person he's being intimate with while masturbating is you based on it having a realistic feel to it. So that should not be a red flag for a man wanting to please his woman or for a man wanting to, you know, feel as as if it is you he's having sex with while masturbating. Because if he used his hand, Nigga, we, we men, we know it's our hand, but we can close our eyes if we have a, you know, a, a like a, a fucking flashlight, a, like a, a fucking sex vagina toy, whatever the fuck you call it, whatever the fucking name is. We can close our eyes and envision it being the person we love or just a fantasy. And it's not cheating. I know some of you guys are going to say, well, you know, if he uses a, a male sex toy that looks like a vagina, then it's cheating. Like, stop. Like, if women could have the rose, y'all could have the bullet, y'all could have all these fucking sex toys to kind of give you guys that uh, that extra boost, that arousal, that intimacy, that nut. But we just got to use our fists. Fuck that. <laughs> but like I said, man, she summed up everything I wanted her to say. Again, her name is Dr. Lori Buckley. You guys can find her page. She has a lot of dope videos, too. On YouTube, her page is entitled... Stuff of love That's it Spell regular S-T-U-F-F of love If you can't spell Go back to fucking second grade Again I want to clap it up one more time Because that video was very informative It was very insightful And I hope that guys gave you I hope that video gave you guys A better understanding That it is okay For a male To use a sex toy It doesn't make him weird It doesn't make him gay It doesn't make him You know Goofy all the fucking names y'all use to the, to the um, fucking describe men who do, the, who do the same exact shit y'all do But magically when we do it, it There's a negative connotation behind it So we're going to take a quick break We're going to come back We're going to dive into some of the fucking celeb news Kim Kardashian is finally single Yes sir And she couldn't wait either Soon as she got single She jumped on IG And she, she, like, she removed Wes from her name before the divorce, she still had it as Kim Kardashian West. Soon as the fucking divorce happened, you go to her page now, it's back to Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I want to clap that one time. And, and I see some of you motherfuckers out there, too. I said a couple weeks back on the podcast, on air, that what Kanye West was doing was not cool. And I still seen some of you guys repost the fucking memes, laughing at them. Ha <laughs> ha. Kim Kardashian knew what she was getting into. But then we had my man, legendary, icon. Comedian D.L. Hughley He was um He did an interview With DJ Vlad On YouTube 
And he said that what Kanye West was doing was stalking. It was not right. And now I see some of you guys reposting what he said. Because everything is often is cooler when a celeb say it. I said the same shit. And some of you guys jumped in my DMs telling me that, that Kim Kardashian knew what the fuck she was getting into. But now a celebrity say something, it go viral on the shade room, baller alert. And now y'all reposting the shit saying, oh my God, he's right. I just said the same shit a couple weeks back, man. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to dive into some celeb news, some topics. And y'all know what time it is, man. Again, you guys can support the podcast. Follow me on IG, Lunchroom Chat Apart. Just the biggest way to support the podcast is reposting and resharing. Because when you guys do that, it continues to bring in new listeners. And it gives me time to focus on creating more content as opposed to having to take weeks off. Because sometimes when the episodes don't come and some of you guys hit me like, yo, it's no episode this week. It's not because I got to focus and I got to network on social media as a way to keep personally building my platform. So when you guys repost, when you guys reshare, that takes away some of the shit I have to do as an indie podcaster. But you guys who stay tuned in, who stay showing support, I love you guys. We're going to take a quick, quick break. We're going to come back. This is that. Brand new LCP. Yes, sir. We are back at the LCP. That brand new LCP. Now, um, somebody asked me last week, John. I wish the episodes were longer. I know, I know. Let's clap it up for that question. I know. But the reason why I don't have the episodes beyond, I think my longest episode was probably about an hour. Like, I try to not have them too long. Like, my shortest one was probably about 30 minutes. Because I know that today, in 2022, like, people's attention span is so fucking low. And when I check the stats, about 94% of the people who listen to my episodes, they finish. And that's on Apple Podcasts and those who listen on Spotify. So if I come in here and I give you guys hour and a half, two hour episodes, yes, I can make them entertaining. I can make them, you know, well-rounded, but like I try to cut out, cut out a lot of the bullshit. Like, you know how some podcasts you tune in and they start by, it'd be like 10 ads as soon as the podcast start. Like I try to go without the ads or it'd be some bullshit. Well, you know, on Monday when I went to lunch and Thursday when I had brunch with my girls, like I try to keep. The filler out and I try to get to the shit. Now, I'm not knocking those who add those kind of things to their podcast. I'm not. But I try to touch on the real topics. I try to be precise. I try to just like legit be methodical in the way I maneuver through certain topics. Now, I was talking to my homegirl on um, on Instagram about women who say, well, women who are in relationships and they break up. And then once they break up, they decide, you know what? I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get my body right so I can stunt on my ex. Now, I want to boot them motherfuckers. And I know some of y'all going to say I'm hating, but I know you guys have seen it because I've seen it. And I live in the same fucking world y'all live in. Even now where I see grown ass women decide to, you know what? I broke up with my ex. He didn't want me. I'm going to show him what he's missing. Oh, I, oh yeah, wait till I get my body and my abs right. He gonna regret giving this up. Look, I'm gonna say this right now. 
Stop thinking like that. If you dated somebody and you break up, move the fuck on. If you go to the gym, go to the gym for you. Go to the gym because you care about your health, your mental health, your physical health. You want to move. You want to look better. Go to the gym for you. Don't go to the gym as a way to kind of get back at your ex to show him what he's missing. Because oftentimes when people feel that way, they often would go back and fuck their ex if their ex called them. We just going to keep it 100. We going to keep it 100. Brand new LCP. Now, also, somebody else told me, well, John, yeah, a lot of your topics are geared towards women. Um, this podcast is listened to by 87% women. When I checked the stats last week on Spotify, it's 82% women. On Apple Podcasts, it's listened to by 88% women. Now, that wasn't my goal when I started the, um, this podcast. My goal was to express myself, touch on real topics, real issues, but it ended up going a certain way. So a lot of my topics come from you guys. But going back to what I said, I was talking to my homegirl about women who are in relationships and they break up and decide to go to the gym and stunt on their ex. And this is what she had to say in regards to that topic and how she feels about women who break up and decide to go to the gym so that so that they can get a new body and jump on IG and show my ex what he's missing. This is what she had to say. This, and again, this is that. Brand new LCP. If somebody don't want you and they tell you, why are you wasting time trying to shit on them to make, oh, you missing this because your body's improved? It wouldn't improve when y'all was together. Mm. The mm. fuck? It's one thing if your body was improved or whatever you're doing while y'all together, he didn't appreciate it. And then you leave and then he misses you and appreciates the things you've done and your energy, your vibe or whatever. I said, that's when they missed, you know, they missed what the fuck you had. Fuck mm. all of that. Clap, clap it up. Clap it up. She said, your body could not improve when you guys were together. But now that y'all broke up, you want to improve your body. One more, clap it up one more motherfucking time. That's a fact. You was in a whole fucking relationship. You ain't improved your body. That means you was probably fat. You was probably plumpy. Again, this is not a diss towards the plus size woman. I love you guys. But if you don't take the time to improve your body for yourself or just for the benefit of your relationship, but now you break up and now you want to improve your body just for the simple fact that you want to get back at somebody who is no longer going to be with you. Like that's some crazy ass thinking. But again, that's the world we live in now. 2022 social media is toxic and it's dangerous, man. But um, <clears throat> man, somebody I, I got a bone to pick with Summer Walker, man. Let me see if I got the video. Now, Summer Walker was at a concert believe a couple weeks ago and she was on stage and damn do i got the fucking video yeah i don't think i got the video i got it yes 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 clap that one time for me being precise and for me having the fucking clips on deck this time clips on deck over here at the brand new lcp but she was on stage she had a concert and the concert goers they were disappointed that it was songs that they liked like popular summer walker songs that she had that she chose to not sing at the concert because she said, I don't got time to sing those songs because I don't want to be up here crying in front of y'all. Now I'm trying to choose my words wisely because 
I care about her mental health. But I believe that as a performer, when you come out with certain songs and the people who are paying money to go see you, you have to perform those songs. Especially if those are known hits that they love. Like most of Mary J. Blige, Keisha Cole, their music is is painful, it's heartfelt. So can you imagine going to see Keisha Cole perform and she say, you know what, guys, I'm not going to perform love. I'm not going to perform I Should Have Cheated. I'm not going to perform any of the songs that I wrote when I was in my emotional state because I don't want to be emotional or cry on stage. As the concert goer, you're going to say, I don't give a fuck. That's the song I want to hear. If I go see Mary J. Blige, now most of her biggest songs are songs that are heartfelt, are songs that are emotionally driven. So if I go see Mary J. Blige and she say, you know what, crowd, I'm not going to sing any of those songs because they'll make me cry on stage. Uh uh-uh, boo. No. That's not how we're going to do it because it's okay to be emotional. It's okay because to me, music comes from everyday life and it comes from sometimes pain and trauma. That's the beauty of music. So if you make a song and you create a song and people love it and people gravitate towards that song and it's one of your most liked songs, I believe that you are doing a disservice to the people who come to see you if you choose not to perform that song. When a lot of a lot of fans aren't rich. So if I spend my last, let's say my last $200 going to see Beyonce at a concert and she skip over some of the main hit songs that we like and she say, yeah, guys, you know, I would have performed this song and that song as well, but... I don't want to cry on stage. I'm going to be disappointed. And again, I understand it's a dilemma because we're talking about somebody's mental health as well. But I'm looking at it from the mindset of the person who is paying my hard earned money to see someone perform. And but this is what she said on stage, man. This is what Summer Walker had to say in regards to her not performing certain songs. I cannot sing that song, but I just wanted to talk to y'all for a second. For anybody who came here and was like, oh, she didn't do Reciprocate, she didn't do Starkey, she didn't do Session 33, I didn't do a lot of songs um, from the new album. I want you to know that, you know, this shit is real. Like, I write a lot of my stuff. I write most of my stuff. And, you know, it's still a fresh wound. My baby, she not even one yet. And I ain't got time to be up here singing that shit, crying in front of y'all. So I sang what I could, and I hope that y'all still enjoy the show. Um, so we gonna get into this next one. Okay, now I want to clap it up too, cause I do understand it. But she said I didn't sing a lot of my songs from the new album. Mm. I got an issue with that, but. You know, I don't want to make it seem as if I'm hating Summer Walk because that's not the case. So we're probably going to skip that because I don't want you guys to flip it around and say, you know, I'm not hating. But somebody who I hate and somebody who I don't understand why the public keeps supporting this man is Kodak Black. Like, why do the public keep supporting Kodak Black? Why? He's come out years ago on tape saying that on Tape. I repeat, it's on video. You guys can look it up on YouTube where he came out and he said, 
I will not date a black, a darker woman because I don't like how our kids would come out. That's what he said. He said, you can't manipulate a dark skinned woman, but you can with a woman that's white or a woman that's of a lighter complexion. That's what he said. He said this, but motherfuckers, they keep supporting him. And then, so when the whole narrative starts, oh, you know, black men don't like black women. So why do I go on uh, on IG, on TikTok, all these other fucking apps, and I see people still dancing and twerking to Kodak Black songs after he came out and said, I wouldn't date a black woman. And then he was rude about it. He was, um, even the woman that was interviewing him, she was black. She was looking like, what the fuck? And there was a guy behind Kodak Black as he was saying this. And if you look at his mouth, he said, wow. So the fact that people keep supporting Kodak Black, I don't know. But he was on The Breakfast Club recently. And he said that the woman who was pregnant with his child now, he said he will only be her boyfriend if she gives birth to a boy. If she have a girl, he not going to be her man. Now, this shit not funny. And the fact that I see memes and shit going around when celebrities do shit like this, it's not fucking cute. But this is what Kodak Black had to say on The Breakfast Club, talking about the fact that if his, if the if the girl has a a boy, that's the only way he gonna be her man. It's some bullshit, man. You gotta stop playing around. And it's like this one right here, like we know, like understanding where we kind of agree with this shit. I'm gonna lock in with it. I told her that night. I said, man, you know what? If it's a boy... I'm 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 gonna be your boyfriend. If the girl is gonna be your baby daddy, man, if you don't stop this shit, Kodak. <laughs> I want to boo this nigga, man. We gotta stop the bullshit. We gotta stop the dumb shit, man. But I want to give a hand clap to a mama. There was a mama in Minnesota. She bet her son. Her son was um was 12 years old when the bet started. That a mom in Minnesota, she bet her son that if he could stay off social media for six years, that she would give him $1,800. I want to clap it up one more goddamn time. Because that's hard to do, man. Like when you, like when you just look at the way the world is now and how everything is social media driven. Like social media was here six years ago. So the fact that somebody... 12 years old was able to not make a social media account for six fucking years. I'm not talking about a grown adult, somebody who was, who was 12 years old. We're talking about going back to 2016 social media was here. It was on and popping at that time. So the fact that he was able to resist for six fucking years, one more time for that nigga, man. Because social media now, that's life, even for grown adults. Like so many adults now, many, if not all, wake up and the first thing they do, they they check their phone, they check IG, they check um, Twitter to see what the fuck is going on. Like social media is often the main place where most people get news. Because remember back in the day we had um, even music. Back in the day we had um, BET, we had 106 in Park, we had TIL, we had so many shows to where... You can go on there and just catch music. But now we hear music from Instagram, from Twitter. And then based off that, that plays a huge part into what a lot of people like. I hate that shit, but 
the fact that this young man was able to stay off social media for six fucking years. I got the clip pulled up because, man, this nigga here, bro. Let me see if I get the, the clip. Here we go. Oh, yeah, they got the interview right here. Now, this is from Good Morning America. M- Mom rewards her son with $1,800 for staying off social media for six years. Now, one thing I will say that this man's mental health is probably in a fucking amazing, immaculate place for him to stay off of social media. Because social media, I don't care what you guys say, it adds drama, it adds um depression, it adds um anxiety because of the the constant need to fit in, the constant need to compete, the constant need to feel loved, get that validation. So if you're not mature and you don't love yourself and you don't have that self-confidence, then social media is often it's often a dangerous place to where you come online and you think you're finding happiness, but you're really making yourself more depressed in the first place. But um, this clip is from Good Morning America. They had the mom and the son live for a quick interview. Look, I'm going to play this clip for you guys, man. And again, one more time for that, for the mama and for that young man for resisting making a social media account for six fucking years. He got that $1,800. Now, $1,800 to someone who was 18 that feels like a million dollars, bitch. But let's dive into this clip. This clip is from Good Morning America. Story of one mom who paid her son to stay off social media. He stuck with it, but it may not be the right approach for all teens and parents. Doreen Shaw joins us with the story. Good morning, Doreen. I'm going to pause because he said something that was true off the bat. This might not be the right approach for all teens and parents. And that's why I say everybody's situation is individual for themselves. So don't think that because something worked for somebody else, then that means you got to try. Oh, I got to, I got to be a copycat. No, you can hear something and not try to do the same shit. So this story was like, he said, this is individual for these particular people. So I'm not saying that you got to pay your fucking kid to stay for social media. Cause most of the motherfuckers probably still going to make one in the first place. So we're talking about strictly this case right here, motherfuckers. Hey, good morning, Michael. Hey, Michael, how much money would you take to stay off of social media? Okay, what about for six years? Most Mm. of us wouldn't even last one day, but one teen accepted the big challenge. We were just in the kitchen and my mom just went up to me. She's like, hey, Seaver, would you ever want to do this? I'll give you $1,800 on your 18th birthday if you stay off social media. Lorna Clefsis says she took a gamble and made a deal with her then 12-year-old son, Seaver. She calls it the 18 for 18 challenge. Stay off social media until you turn 18 and earn $1,800. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that sounds great, $1,800. It was kind of just a spur of the moment thing. I knew how competitive he was. I knew he'd want to win. The mom of four says she had seen Seaver's older sister struggle with the pressures of social media and was hoping to avoid that with her youngest son. It did really cause some negative effects in her life. She got really concerned, really hurt feelings. It was definitely inspired by the idea of what could I do to help him hold off as long as possible. To Seaver, the challenge was an opportunity to cash in. I mean, it was $1,800. I mean, that's the more, that's the most money I've ever had in my life. He had big plans for the money. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> okay. I did, I did have big plans. It's funny what you think you can buy. Like, oh, you know, maybe I'll plan a trip too. We talked about a house and a car. 
He says making it through middle school and high school without social media has been tough. Obviously, there's times where I was like, ah, oh, I think I'd like it. But I just think for the amount of drama I avoided, I think, yeah, it was totally worth it. And just days ago on his 18th birthday, six years after making the deal, he got his cake and a check and made a very important phone call. Right away, I called up my sister, and I was like, all right, Millie, I need you to help me make an Instagram. He has one post. That's it. He's done one post. He even said, like, the next day, he's like, this is, like, a lot of work. No. Yes, yes, <laughs> As for getting in on the TikTok craze, maybe even including mom. Oh, that's uh -huh. definitely no. Yes. That's, that's, a, a, that's yes. a hard that's no. A so this cold turkey method won't work for every kid who spends too much time. I want to clap it up. I love that fucking story, man. Like, it's unusual that I get to end this podcast off with some happy fucking news, man. One more time, man. But like the mom said, she said I had an older daughter. My older daughter, you know, she had social media. And I watched how it, it, it messed her life up. She was depressed. She had anxiety. So... To avoid this with my son, you know, I came up with the 18 for 18 challenge, man. That's a beautiful fucking thing, man. Like, I'm sitting here smiling, just listening to that fucking story because, like, I was able to, like, I, like, like I've always been the same in regards to knowing how to, like, just tell the difference between what's fake and what's real. Like, I was never the person to go on social media and use that as a way to get my validation, but I understand that everybody don't feel like that because I watch grown adults that's 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, even 50 years old come online trying to get validation from people who don't give a fuck about them. And it's tough when you have that mindset because if you don't love yourself and you come online trying to seek out love and the validation from other people, then that becomes your whole life trying to pursue just a a goal that you can never reach because once you reach that happiness, social media, it changes. So now the goals and what's become trendy or what's cool today, it changes next month. So now you work so hard to reach a certain plateau. And then when you get there, it changes again. So now the same level you just got to now you're trying to get to a new level of validation and approval. So it's just a never ending cycle of Depression. So one more time, clap it up for that mama. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode again. It's your man John A. Show. This is this is that. What's this? Brand new LCP. Yes, sir, man. You guys who stay tuned in, who stay reposting, who stay supporting. I love you guys again. My cash app is dollar sign NYC story seven one eight. Or just repost and spread the podcast. Let your friends know that is a hundred percent free. That is free. That is F R E E. That is free to do. As always, it's your man John A. Schultz, sexiest man alive. This is that. Brand new LCP. And we out there, bitch.